0: Welcome to the small church leadership podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully and hopefully and all of those things helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name's Brian. I'm in the trenches with you guys, man. I'm a fellow small, what fellow small church pastor. Yeah, that's what I am. Sometimes my mouth works. Sometimes it doesn't. But at any rate, I'm joined by two other small church pastors and they are doing a big work for the kingdom. I'm joined by my friend, Reverend. Joey. How you doing, man? I'm blessed. He's blessed. In case you didn't know, he's very blessed. We've also got the master of the pastors and disaster. Colby, how you doing, bro?
1: My life is dope and I do dope things. My
0: life is dope and I do dope things. (laughs) So there we go, man. Well, this is exciting. So today we're going through this kind of small little mini series. We are going to be talking about how to receive criticism without becoming critical. And... Guys, that is so tough to do, isn't it? I got to step out for a little while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the the truth is like there's no pastor who has yet to receive criticism. Well, that's not true. If you've only been at your church for like two weeks, you haven't received criticism to your face.
2: To your face, somebody's criticizing you, but it's not having been to your face.
1: Two weeks, you haven't preached yet. (laughs) If you've been there, but you haven't you came in on Monday, you haven't preached till next Sunday. Yeah,
0: yeah. Criticism is just part of the part of the way it works, man. And and so today in this episode, we're just going to share kind of some things that we've done over the years and things that we failed at over the years to kind of deal with criticism and not be critical. And so dear listener, I want you to know we love you. We're sorry. That's ministry. We've been there. We've been in the trenches. Some of us are dealing with criticism right now. Like just before, just a little confession time before we hit record on this podcast, I had to actually chain these guys down. They were about to go and break their boot off in somebody's butt. And I was like, no, Jesus wouldn't do that. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing about that. Nobody's dealing with criticism that we've talked about yet. Maybe it's confession time. So we waited. We saved our stories. Saved the for stories all, for now. Yeah, okay, recording. Good. So, man, guys, let's talk about this. Like, what's some of the typical criticisms that you have faced over the years as a pastor? Oh,
2: I preach too long, preach too short.
0: Amen. Uh, <laughs> too long.
2: <laughs> uh, wasn't approachable. Um, yeah,
0: I get that one
1: a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. Of course you my you me, so so when I first started I was too military. Um and I twenty years, two months and nineteen days. I don't know how that <laughs> yeah. happened.
0: Uh you're still but, you're too military for me, <laughs> too, man. This guy had me dropping doing push ups before I hit record today. <laughs> so too too military. Um
1: it, of course we get the same ones, you know, the not enough hymns.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. too
1: many hymns. Uh, you preach. You don't preach long enough. I got that a lot when I first started. Yeah. I don't preach long enough because I don't. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I would preach for twenty five, thirty minutes, and I'd be good with that. And most people were good with that. Um, but I, I'd get talked to. Some somebody would come up and say, "You know, you really could go longer." No, I don't need to. But thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are good ones, man. Too
1: mean,
2: uh, and then you're too nice. Yeah, uh, you, you. uh uh, you don't to- you don't tolerate enough, and you tolerate too much. And- yeah,
1: you wear
0: jeans. Um, oh no,
2: music's too loud. Did we say that one already? Music's
0: too yeah. loud. That's a good one. Too so this whole podcast is just going to be what too we strong. get. Criticized yeah, we're for. just going to go back and forth, <laughs> just back and forth, all the things we gripe and people gripe and complain about with us. Yeah, we've had some of those same things, man, in my ministry before. I used to get this a lot. I'm too young to be a pastor, and I've been doing it long enough now that Joey beat doesn't me down. get that one. Joey, get because Joey he is he, you know—he sig- gets—he gets the complaint that he is significantly, significantly older. older than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I used to get that one. I remember there was a—we were doing something, holding some kind of event, and a lady came up who wanted to rent one of our buildings. We have two buildings at our church. One is a full court gym, basketball gym with a a refrigerator kind of kitchen area in there. So we would rent that out from time to time. And a lady came up and she's like, "Excuse me, son, son, can you can you point me to where the pastor is here?" And I'm like, "Well, that's me." She said, "No, I mean the pastor of this church." I'm like, well, that's me. And she said, "I need to speak with the senior pastor of the church about renting a building, son. Can you help me?" And she kept dropping that son, and I'm like. Bless God. And I'm like, well, well, ma'am, I am the senior pastor of this church. And her tone changed, man, like just like that when she, she realized went who I was. inside and said, yeah, let me go yeah. get him. Go inside and then come right back out and yeah. say, hey, come, what can I do for I'll, you? I'll take you to his office. My wow. twin brother told me that you were looking. Can you believe that this guy – in this office has put pictures of me up in here. Can you believe that? And, but her tone changed. And so I was too young to be the senior pastor. I've gotten that. Now, of course, ministry has beat me to death and I don't look young anymore. And I'm not young, so I don't get that complaint a lot anymore. But we get complaints all the time. And, uh, now, now, when I say all the time, let, let's temper that. Now, some complaints are worth listening to. Some complaints are just people are just, can I say it? People are just being, yes, that's it. So I'll make Joey say it, not me. So like you don't need to, all complaints are not valid. Okay. Like a complaint that comes from your spouse should more than likely be listened to a complaint that comes from the first time visitor. Okay. From the first time guest. I just said a cuss word. I said visitor from the first time guest. So, you know, complaints are there. All complaints don't carry the same weight. And so we need to deal with them differently. But what we're going to kind of switch gears and talk about here are ways to deal with that. So, so Joey, man. What's the best advice you can give me to deal with com- com- with criticism without becoming critical?
2: The best advice that I got that I wish I could use better than what I do. Because in the uh, heat of the moment. Do as I, I say, not as I do. I don't always uh, do what I know I need to do. Uh, is any criticism. Uh, you might can throw away 90% of the criticism. But always take that nugget that you can learn from.
0: Mm.
2: Learn from the nugget. Learn what you need to learn, so that you don't have to deal with it again or go through it again.
0: It's really good, man. It's just, hard to do. Though. Oh, it's so hard to do. So hard to do. I do. I do the other way around. I focus on the ninety percent of that's that's bad, and I don't find the nugget of truth at all.
2: Yeah, th- this ain't true, and this ain't true, and I'm pulling out all the stuff that ain't true, and oh, you know, that's nitpicking and all like that, and I miss the nugget because mm. I'm concentrating on the wrong thing.
0: Wow. So man, what can help I learn us, Lord. So. Uh, so Kobe, you had mentioned it earlier. You got to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Spit
1: out the bones, because uh, too many times we get we get so focused on the stuff that, the the ninety percent that doesn't mean anything, or even the ninety nine percent that doesn't yeah. mean anything, and uh, we waste too much precious time. Uh, small church leaders, we're we're busy. We don't have time to to yeah. do everything. Well, if we could cut out the ninety nine percent of the garbage and just focus on that little nugget cool. of stuff that. Uh, that is important, then we can, we can take care of that situation.
0: So, so how, what are some practical things we can do to discern, to delineate between what is actually the nugget of truth and what's just extra stuff around the side of that? So one of the things that, that I would recommend
1: is, uh, seek godly counsel. Oh, okay. That's good. uh, It was one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, somebody comes to me and says, Hey, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Well, then I, I'll seek, I'll say, okay, hey, let me, let me think about this. Let me talk about this with, uh, with the elders. Let me, mm-hmm. let me pray about mm-hmm. this and I'll get back with you. And, and so it would be one of those things where I go to them and they're like, you know, Colby, uh, 99.9% of this is garbage. Yeah. You know, this one little thing right here. Yeah. Might be able to take care of that one, but mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff is just somebody that wants it their way. So yeah. uh, you got to seek out that godly counsel and, and find that, out man. what is legit.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and remember, they're gonna they're gonna have that one nugget, and then they're gonna pile everything else on that. Mm-hmm. To make their case
0: right. for that one thing. Right, right, a lot right. of times
2: that's how it works. At least that's how it's worked for me. So there's yeah. one thing that I've done that is a legitimate thing that they can complain about. A legitimate thing that I might need to look at how to do better. But they're going to pile all this other stuff mm-hmm. that's their opinion on, uh, wherever they can so yeah. they can weight down. Right, uh, right, make right, Their criticism look more legitimate. Mm-hmm. And so you
1: can just throw all of, you can just dismiss all of that. And, and I've always, I've kind of not like straight out said, save it till tomorrow, but when they come to me on a Sunday right after I preach. Oh man, it's either
0: before you preach or after you preach. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I, I had somebody come to me and, and, and critique something about me just as I was getting ready to walk into the, uh, the, the sanctuary to preach. I mean, I was like, 12 seconds away from going up on the platform to preach and he said something to me and i turned around i got right in his face because it had nothing to do with church and i was wrong about that after the service i apologized to him not for what i said because what i said was 100 percent right but when i said it because i had to i mean i was praying on my way up the aisle i was like god get my head straight god get my head straight god get my head straight because i was i was mad he made he made a personal dig at me and, and a family member and I, I turned around, and yeah. I got and right so, into the grill. So so,
0: you, you lose that yeah. train of focus on, on the mission of Christ so quickly, yeah. and I wish people would understand that. And I know we're, we're talking to small church leaders, small church pastors that do get and do understand that. And so we're like preaching to the choir with that, but, man, we get it. We understand it. Yeah. So and so it's,
1: it's important to uh, take it in and just let it sit off to the side, yeah. right? Yeah. So l- listen to their complaint. Tell them. Listen, let me, let me pray about this. I'll get back with you and then yeah, actually get back that. with them, but don't make a decision right then and there, especially on a Sunday. Yeah. Don't make a decision on, on that, that critique or that criticism right then and there because I honestly, I've had people talk to me and then come back to me later on and say, Hey, pastor, what'd you think of this? And I'm like, I don't I know have what, no you're, idea talking what you're talking about. And they're like, well, we mm-hmm. talked right outside the office on Sunday. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I yeah, don't remember. Start, that. Yeah. So,
0: start getting in the habit of this small church leader when someone talks to you Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, get in the habit of saying this. If I'm not writing this down, or if you're not writing this down, this conversation didn't happen because I'm going to forget it.
2: Uh, yeah, I always tell people, when you, if you come up and give me after information before church or after church, text me. Because I won't remember.
0: That's good. I won't remember.
2: You text it to me. I yeah. won't look at it. I'll leave it on there. I'll find it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll see.
1: I got a text message, and I'll deal yeah, with it good. then. And I can't have numbers showing up on my screen. Oh, man. Got to get I rid of it. So <laughs> if you text so, me, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i open it and close it and then forget about it. But
0: So I do want to go back to this, Colby. I think you said some really good things. You said to get godly counsel. Yes. yes. I love that. Yes. You said to be able to deal with it in the right time. Yeah. I love that. I'm terrible with that. Because I'm really emotional. You guys know me. Like what comes up comes out. And and so I'm learning. The proverb says a fool gives full vent to his spirit. (laughs) and And according to that, I'm a fool. I give full vent. And so I need to learn to put it on the back burner, put it on the shelf, and let it sit there for a little while. And then you said something that I think we forget so often, at least I do. You said make sure you get back with them. Yes, oftentimes I, I, I will put things on the. Oh, I'm listening to you talking. I'm like, man, this I is say good a lot stuff. of things. Sometimes so, I don't even pay attention to myself. <clears throat> like, make sure we get back to them. Sometimes we open that email and we're like, I'll respond to that later, and we forget about it. And then what we're communicating is I'm not approachable. Right. And some of the complaints we can get is I'm not approachable when we simply just had a brain fart. Oh, yeah. that's not professional we we had a brain slip and we forget to respond to somebody in that way so or, make sure or it respond. gives that impression that we don't care about them yes and we do yeah. care about them we
1: want to make sure they know that so it is important to get back to them yeah um if Monday's that's your good. day off don't do it till Tuesday uh but if you're if you're at work on yeah. Monday then get back to them on and, Monday. and
0: make sure you tell them that so hey i'll be, I'll get back with you on this day yeah like you you know Uh, There's something I learned from Kerry Newhoff. I was listening to his podcast, Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast, and he was like, he responds to everything, everything. Even if it's like nothing but straight up complaints, he's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Thank you for sharing these things with me. I will look at them. Best regards, Kerry. He responds to everything. And so maybe you just have to get in the habit of, hey, I want to really process what it is that you're saying right now, and I can't do it right now and I'm going to be out of town tomorrow, or tomorrow's my day off, but I'll get back with you on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, I just – it's important for us that we handle this in the right way. James says that our anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And so – I would like to just remind us that our handling things in the wrong way doesn't produce the right way of God. And so respond to people, get back with them, make sure that they know you're approachable, you care about what it is that they're saying, and that you're not just going to give them emotions, that you're going to give them rational, rational side of you as well.
2: Yeah. Take time to process it out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, process it out. Talk to people about it. See if they're seeing something. That you're not seeing. And yeah. Other people will see that because
0: we don't yeah. see our own faults. We that's right. See other right. People's right. Right. Yeah. That's good. I, I do want to say this, Joey. You, you had mentioned that there's like 90% and Colby had jacked that number up to like 99% because Colby, you know him. He's that military guy uh, of stuff that doesn't really matter. Can I give a little pushback on that and see what your thoughts are okay. on this? Yes. What if it does matter to them, but it doesn't matter to the real issue that needs to be addressed? How do you deal? With, how would you deal with something like well, that?
2: Is it a is it a legitimate criticism? Is it yeah. le- legitimate to criticize that in light of? Is gotcha. it your opinion, or is it uh-huh. is it really affecting the ministry mm-hmm. of what's going on? Okay. Or you you think that uh, where, a mustache is is not appropriate for a pastor? Well, that's your opinion, right. and, and you can have that. Right. But I'm gonna keep my mustache.
0: So would you would you respond to that?
2: I I would if I got the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because
0: there's some of those things that just aren't worth, that's like casting pearls before the swine, it's it's not worth responding to, but what I don't want to do is I don't want to get into this place where people have let go, and then I'm only responding to selective things, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Maybe you too, Colby. Well,
1: I would think that there are there are sometimes where it's ninety nine percent of it is the nuggets that I need to be addressing, and the one yeah. percent which, which was just they just threw it on there and said, "Hey, uh, while I'm while I'm adding these ninety nine yeah. faults that are a legitimate faults, I'm going to throw this extra." Well, one I there.
0: mean, a hundred is a good uh, round number, so you got and, might as well give and it,
1: yeah. you know throw that that one on there and says you just don't have enough hair on your head, and I'm be like, okay, there's nothing I can do about hey, that. Good, good man, so. come out on top, baby. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh. It, it is stuff that you have to you have to address um, and and know whether or not what are they again chew up the meat spit out the bones yeah. and and sometimes it's not going to be favorable for us because they're right it sucks it, it hurts does. It, you it,
0: see it. how humble you're not and, and, when you have to deal and when with you this you take
1: it to godly counsel you don't go in there and say you know what this joker you did? That, right. you cannot manipulate yes, the discussion
0: the difference between godly counsel that you're you're humble and and you guys yeah. and when <laughs> i say you guys like most of the time you guys are godly counsel but you know me man sometimes i just come to you cuz i want to gripe about something yeah. Yeah. and i i manipulate the conversation and I, and like
1: uh, and you're cool. going to dwell on that 1%, that thing about uh-huh. me not having enough hair. You're going to dwell on that one and say, oh, and yeah, by the way, they had blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they, the person that you're talking to is going to be like, man, that is, gar- that is garbage. That is garbage. Uh-huh. That is garbage. Because yeah. you manipulated friends. them to say what you wanted them well, to say. Of course.
0: And, and in many cases, they're our friends. Yeah. And they love us. And they get those mama bear claws that come out when somebody says something about us. And. Like there are times when we need that. There are times when we need people to have our back and just be like, man, I'll punch somebody in the throat for you. There are times when we need that, but there are also times when we need, and you guys have been great with this for me whenever I let you and don't get butthurt about it. (laughs) But like, there are also times when you need people to say, man, you're just, you're just, you're better than that. Like you said that to me one time, I literally got through saying to y'all, I need somebody to hold me accountable. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, you're better than that. And I'm like, who the f does this guy got, think he is? You got a little angry like, with me. <laughs> what is what? And like, but that's that's how we grow. We grow through through chewing up the meat, spit out the bones, finding that negative truth.
2: And then you just got some people that's just not gonna like you, and they're gonna criticize you stop no matter what. It,
0: stop it! I'm and super so you likeable. just
2: sometimes you just gotta put those people out. We are talking about we talking about of the difference their misery. between <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> those who come that's got a legitimate that's trying to help and those who just criticizing you. Yeah. And and so you just got those people to just want to be your critic. They're yeah. not going to like you no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded of the story of uh the church got looking for a pastor, looking for a pastor, couldn't find one, couldn't find one. And finally, this woman preacher tried out. <gasps> and most of the church voted for her in. But this one guy just was not going to like this woman preacher. So the deacon said, I know what. We'll go on a fishing trip. I'll take them to. He'll get to know her. Maybe maybe he'll change his attitude. And so they got in the boat uh at the lake and traveled out to the – spot that we're going to fish and looked and realized. oh no, we left the bait on the dock. And the woman just said, don't worry about it. I got it. She gets out of the water and gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water back to the dock <laughs> to get the bait. And the guy goes, see, I told you I didn't like her. She can't even swim. <laughs> <laughs> but There's going to be that. No matter what you do, you just sit something off in them. Yeah, We yeah. have emotional... Uh, memories. We yeah. have uh, emotions tied to memories and, and certain things. And sometimes I think we just sit that off. Somebody in the past has hurt them, and we remind them of that person. We sit off, and they're just not going to like us. Yeah. You just got to let that go. Yeah. And, and trying to fight and win everybody. So you, there's no criticism. It's, it's yeah. an impossible task.
0: Man, and, and this is something, man, like we, we've talked in over the course of this podcast that we've been doing, the, the, the whole podcast, not just this particular episode, of big waves and maximizing big days and getting volunteers and raising money. But the truth is, like. Almost every Sunday, we're gonna be dealing with some kind of either legitimate or illegitimate criticism. And this is gonna be something that determines how emotionally healthy we are as leaders. Think about Moses, y'all. Like, Moses missed the promised land because he got angry over the people and he smashed the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Like, he, his, um, his emotional, his, his inability to handle the emotional criticism and stresses of leadership really messed him up. And that happens over and over again. Now, I'm picking on Moses, but please, guys, don't tell him about the stuff that I, I get wrong. <laughs> right? Like, we all have that, and we've got to learn how to live with that and how to deal with that.
2: Another way I deal with criticism. You is only had
0: one. Okay. We okay. still got to get to Kobe and me, bro. Well, I was right. just going to add, part of, part, part of that <laughs> chewing on the meat
1: and spitting out the bones thing is understanding those. Because I don't know if, if you guys ever had this, but every sermon you do is gold. You go, you get off and you talk to somebody and they're like, great, greatest sermon ever, Pastor. And I know it wasn't because <laughs> I, I know me, um, but every single one is great. And then you've got some that every single one is garbage. Mm. Like, you didn't speak enough Greek. And, uh, and I've actually had a pastor tell me that he, uh, he got in trouble because he spoke too much about Jesus and not enough about Paul. That's beautiful. And, and so, so, yeah, so y- you've got to know the audience that, that is coming to you. You got to know, okay, are these, are these the ones that are complaining every week? And then, <laughs> so then you've really got to just, you can, you don't really need to go do much background check on on these things because you already know that they're complaining every week because there's no paper towels in the bathroom. There's there, – you know, the lights are too bright. The lights are too dark. This is that. This is that. So you've got to know part of that understanding, you know, chewing up the meat, spitting out the mm-hmm. bones is – Are they coming to you every single week with a criticism? Because at that point you're just going to be like, (laughs) okay, let me pray about it. And then you're going to go about your business. I heard
0: a story one time of a pastor who every Sunday, the same, same person came to him for prayer. And, uh, you know, after several weeks of praying for healing for this thing, the guy's like, he realized that this wasn't an issue. She just was a complainer and a griper and her identity was bound up in she needs prayer for all of this. And, and he said, so, so one day after like the umpteenth time of praying for this lady, I put my hands on her and said, Lord, heal her or kill her right now. He said, and would you believe, would you believe she never needed never prayer for that again. again? She was healed at that moment. <laughs> uh, because we do have some people that are like that. And I think, honestly, because I'm not dealing with it right now, I'm emotionally healthy enough to talk about it. But I think if we look look beneath the surface, which is another podcast, by the way, hit, hit, hurting people hurt people. But at any rate, when we look beneath the surface, a lot of this is just so, social awkwardness that people don't know how to build a relationship and communicate with people. Yeah. So because they're angry with somebody else or maybe because they're angry with us. It comes out in the form of complaints and criticism when really they just need somebody to, to hug them and tell them they love them and to, to be part of the team and, and all of that. Because I, I found this. Sometimes my greatest critics, whenever I can show them my heart, become some of my greatest supporters. Oh, yeah. And what was missing? Building relationship was missing. Mm-hmm. They saw my ministry. They didn't see my heart. And I think that that's something that's helpful for us. Kobe, man, what's one thing you would tell me to do to, to deal with criticism? Move on stop i can't <laughs> move on I, I just, i'm I, emotionally invested i need everybody uh, to like me you, how are you gonna tell me to you, move on you, you, you,
1: there's one one person that you need to like you and that's jesus so other than that if people are going to complain they're going to complain and, and and i struggle with this one so i can say hey just move on and sometimes that's where the uh two military comes in to to uh uh Forceful to blunt, whatever um, that would be. That's that's for me to deal with in another podcasting, apparently. <laughs> but so I, it's just when somebody comes up. So just as an example, somebody come up and said, "Pastor, we need more hymns." I said, "Okay, well, I'll let the worship director know that you're picking the music next week." I never had another <laughs> problem with them coming to me saying that they needed more hymns. Um, hey, the, the sound's too loud. Okay, well, I'm going to have you trained on the soundboard that way that you can get it perfect for us. And I never had another problem with the sound being too loud. Right. All so of a sudden it just it, fixed it, itself. It huh? fixes itself, yeah. So it's just and, – and I don't mean to just be, like, mean about it and not care about it, but there's just so many I, – I really struggle with this, and, and I talked a little bit about this before we hit record, how people have no problem – criticizing their pastor. Like like it's a right that they have to criticize their pastor, but they don't do that at work. They don't go to their boss and criticize their boss because their boss the bo- the lighting in their work center is too bright or the the sound in their work center is too loud, but they come to the church and they think that hey, that pastor, he has to listen to me because he's a pastor. And so I struggle with that because I'm not that guy. I'm not that person that you can just come to and say, Hey, you work for me. I tithe too. And so I override (laughs) you with, with, with this. So I had a, I had a staff meeting and, and, and I'm right. You're you're not. So I try not to be a jerk about it, but I also don't just listen to everybody's complaint and say, okay, Hey, let's go ahead and change the world for them. Because uh, do they, do they have the right to complain about every little thing? Uh, We talked a little bit about this. If you're not, if you're rocking the boat and not rowing the boat, you don't get to, you don't get a say. If you're yeah. not part of the solution, don't come to me with a problem and no solution. Yeah. But if you're not part of the solution, don't don't complain about the process.
0: Yeah, it's really easy to rock the boat when you're not rowing the boat. Yeah. And so when you say move on, what just to make sure I'm hearing you correctly, you're not saying don't acknowledge what's happening, but what you are saying is the vision and the ministry matters more than just Pandering to every little thing. I'll say it like this: Winston Churchill said, "This you'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw rocks at every dog that barks along the way." Yeah. You know, so what you're saying is, don't throw rocks at every yeah, dog. That was
1: very, very much uh, better put than what I said. Well, so I'm trying to be.
0: You told me I got to be more professional. Gotta be more professional okay. here. So,
1: but it, it was it was perfect because you can't. We've talked about it in other podcasts. When we did the podcast about uh, people leaving. Uh, we bend over backwards for them and they leave anyway. Mm. Uh, They're going to come and complain about something and, you know, God love them. We're going to pray for them, but... You're going to bend over backwards to fix it, and they're going to complain about something else next week. So you just got to move on. You can't just don't spend more time on it than it necessarily needs, uh, because yeah. it's it's just not worth the the energy.
0: That, that's that's worth the the podcast right there. Don't spend more time on it than it necessarily needs. Yeah. And I I love that if I could sum up what you've said into something that's really speaking to my heart is. Don't spend more time on this complaint than it necessarily needs. If it needs a level one response, respond level one. Don't respond level 10. Um, you know, we were at this training uh, with uh, my friend Kevin Bordeaux from ThriveChurch.me in R- Richmond, Virginia, and he said that there's a time when you're the pilot of the plane and there's a time when you're the stewardess. And what you've got to remember is most of the time you're the pilot. And so make sure you're flying the plane and not giving people peanuts. And, cause if, if you're giving people peanuts and, and complimentary water, then the, who's flying the plane? That's pretty dangerous. And so, uh, man, sometimes we do have to be a stewardess, but we've got to remember to, to be yeah. in the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man.
2: Yeah. And going off what you said, and the criticism is not about you, but it's about other things. If they're not willing to get in there and help with it, then uh, yeah, either help with it, help fix the problem or yeah. shut up. <laughs>
0: I had a professor at at college who said that he always would take song requests on the back of twenty dollar bills, <laughs> and I started adapting that for complaints. So if somebody's like, "Hey, can I can I share something with you?" It's like, you know, I take uh um, what what are they called the the box, the suggestion box. Like, I our suggestion box works best when you put your complaint on a twenty dollar bill, and so like it's just this kind mm. of it makes people laugh, but then it reminds them too. Are you legitimately about to complain, or are you about to offer constructive criticism? Mm-hmm. And there, there's a difference. And I think there's a place for both. I think sometimes we we need to complain, but we need to vent, vent, vet who we're complaining to. Church people don't understand that. Maybe maybe that's our fault as pastors for not teaching them. Hey, complain to somebody else, or maybe we need to realize, which is what I would suggest. You know, we all had one thing that we would suggest here, and so with the last two minutes, I'll share what I'm going to suggest is to be prepared. Be just be ready for complaints. They're going to come. You are going to have complaints, and that's just that's it. That's how that's that's ministry. People are going to complain, and so um, I was watching a, a documentary on aviation, and one of the guys in the documentary said, "We train pilots for every conceivable problem because, in the event of a crisis, you will always revert to your training instead of rising to the level of the of the crisis." And so it's like. A light bulb just went off in my head about everything. Like, if I can train myself regularly to, to be good with follow up, to be good with sermon prep, to be good with not responding negatively to criticism, when criticism happens, I don't have to try to rise to the occasion. I'll just go back to my default level of training. So, expect criticism to come. Expect people to not like That your sermon expect people to think you use too much Greek and too much Hebrew. Expect people to think the music is too loud. Expect people to think the service is too long or too quiet or you're too Pentecostal or you're not Pentecostal enough. Or just expect it. Expect it. There's going to be a a handful of people that are just not going to be on board. They're not going to. No matter what you do, they're you're you're just you. Some people are Midas. What they touch turns into gold. Some people are antimidas. What they touch turns into Garbage. not gold. Yeah. And so just expect criticism. Now, I'm not telling you to be negative and, Oh, they're never going to get on board. But what I am saying is don't be shocked. You know, first Peter four 12 says, don't be shocked by the fiery trial that's coming upon you as if it were something strange. And I just think that that's something for us as leaders. We think we're better leaders than we are. And we get offended and shocked when people criticize us. And sometimes, y'all, we, the criticism While it comes in hard to, hard to receive thing, uh, packaging, really the heart behind it sometimes could be, Hey, here's an area where this person could be a better leader. But because we can be insecure and we cannot receive things the way that we would want them to be received. Again, I'm feeling healthy today. So I'm being a counselor and I'm not really in this place where people are attacking me. So I don't feel hurt. So I'm, I'm being objective, but yeah, like expect criticism to come. Chew up the meat, spit out the bones, find what that nugget is, and then move on. Don't build your ministry in the rearview mirror. Build your ministry out the windshield looking forward, boo.
2: And it might be a sign that you need to build relationships. I like how you said that earlier. Yeah. This it, it might be a sign, opportunity for me to build relationships. It might be. With this person.
0: Yeah, John Maxwell tells a story about one of the, I think it's his first pastorate that he got there. And there's a guy that complained and complained and complained. And he had him come in for, for, for a lunch meeting one day. And John's this young pastor. And this guy's old. And, you know, he's the pastor. We've been here before you and we'll be here after you kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he says that he sits across the, the table from him and says, you know, man, you're old you've probably got another 10 years left on this earth, but I'm not old and I'll be here after you're gone. And wouldn't you love it for the last 10 years of your life for you to have given everything you could to the vision of this church? He says, the guy gets up and walks out of his office to the water cooler and he's like, "Well, that's it. I've done it. I've run him off. I I, I had the hard conversation." He said and a couple of seconds later, the guy turns around, comes back into his office with tears coming down his eyes, and he says, "Pastor, that's what I want to do. I want to give my life to this church." And and it really, he said, from then on out, he became like his his most strong some sub- strongest supporter in the church. But what he did was he reminded him, "Hey, we've got a bigger vision than just this thing going on." It's something I heard someone say before. What I'm a part of is bigger than the part I play. And I think when we all, pastors and staff and church members, can realize what I'm a part of is bigger than the part I play, then we can work, baby. Then we can make something happen.
2: And, and you also have uh, drainers and fillers. And some of these complainers are just drainers. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's all they are that's that's yep. the personality that's and who when they you are. when
0: you see them come up you know that's who they are and just flip into that pastor mode where you're like hey god bless you i love you so much thank you for sharing that with me and you just know that's who they are they're just going to gripe and complain they're like the guys from major league now this is a terrible movie to be quoting but that the movie old movie major league they're like the guys that are always complaining about something no matter what goes right or what goes wrong they're always complaining and i'm just like guys Life isn't fair. You might, you, but you can choose what you do with life. Like you might have been given a cactus, but you don't have to choose to sit on it. And with that being said, thank you for listening to the small church leadership podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully and hopefully helping the small church fulfill the big mission. So Joey, why don't you share with our folks what we would like for them to do for us today?
2: We'd like for you to go wherever you get in this podcast and give us a five star rating. Uh, I know Colby tells you to be honest, but I'm going to just tell you, please give us a five star because I think we deserve it. We're going to honestly think we say deserve that's it. There we go. I honestly think we deserve it. So, all right.
1: So I'm sure the listeners noticed that you throw that piece to Joey every single time. <laughs> you never throw it to me to ask about the, the ratings. You always throw that to Joey. Cause I'm trying, but I'm you trying, throw trying it to to me it. about going to <laughs> Facebook.com slash small church leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We got to know what our strengths <laughs> are guys. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's right. So you can go to Facebook.com slash small church leadership and look us up. That's Talk to it. us. Uh, send us some, uh, Uh, Messages. Let's see how we're doing. That's it, man.
0: Yeah, we want to. We want to do
1: that. will Will I be hashtagging?
2: Yeah,
1: you're
0: hashtagging, baby. That's awesome to hear that from someone that is significantly older. So, guys, thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast. We love you. We look forward to being back with you next time. We're going to continue this conversation on dealing with criticism for at least one more week and then keep moving on from there. So we love you. We appreciate the reviews, the ratings, and the subscribing and all of those things, man. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.